Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Fantasy Monsters podcast with Caleb and James. How's it going? What's up? We've got another week. How's everything been going so far? Good. We've been having fun. Yep. This has been great. We want to just uh, say a quick thank you for everybody that's been listening. Um, We do appreciate you guys taking the time to listen. We appreciate you guys taking the time to ask questions. Um, That's been a blast. Uh, This week, we've got uh, some monster questions uh, we got a monster question segment. We got some news that we want to chat about. Then we'll be jumping in with our top 12 tight ends. And I have a feeling this is going to be a really fun debate. Yeah, this one might be the most different. Could be. Yeah, I do. I do feel. I, I yeah, I, I have a sense that that's going to be coming. I think we have a, maybe the first few are, will be similar. But I think after that, we're going to. It's. Yeah, wide receivers were pretty. It wasn't bad, but quarterbacks and running backs we were pretty good. Yeah. I think we're going to be kind of off today, which is going to be fine. I think that makes it more for a fun discussion. Yep. But James, so I know you said that we got a bunch of news to talk about. Let's let's jump in the news. What we got this week? I mean, it's not a ton, but um, so Dak, like we talked about last week, he did officially sign. It's a thirty-one million dollar franchise tag, which makes him the seventh highest paid. They have until July fifteenth to work out a long-term deal. But what's interesting is actually Dak wants a four-year deal, and the team wants a five-year deal, and that's been the biggest holdup so far. So. That's a little interesting. Usually the players want as much. What's his age? I don't, you have, I don't have that handy, oh, but... Because okay. I wonder if that makes the difference. Been in four years. It, well, I imagine it's a timing thing, because yeah. just like, like Kirk Cousins was the highest paid, it's all a timing thing. Yeah. It's just you set the precedent, so he's probably going to wait, um, especially once Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson and all of them sign their contracts. So. Yeah, I don't even... Lamar Jackson, when he signs his oh, next God. one, geez Louise, right? But uh, And there's been a little Antonio Brown talk. Mm-hmm. Seattle, ba- I heard the Baltimore stuff's kind of been squashed a little bit. Yeah. It's not a big deal, but um, yeah, let us know your thoughts about that. I know we jumped, you know, popped some stuff out there on on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, about Antonio Brown coming back. I still don't really trust it. I don't trust it too much either, man. The, just the attitude for me, you know, if you don't want football that bad, why do you keep trying to come back? The uh, some league news, like everything, still plans yep. to happen on time. Veterans still plan to report July twenty eighth. Good news. So, yep, that'll be a good birthday for me. Yeah, boy. <laughs> uh, like birthdays. The uh, Panthers head coach, Matt Rule, he says Teddy's going to have more deep shots. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm skeptical, but... Yeah, because that's not typical for him. At least he said it. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, San Francisco, especially now since Debo's out, he signed his rookie contract, so that's good news. Yep. He could uh, be huge. For the Browns, Odell... It's 100% healthy, the reports, and uh, Jarvis Landry's looking great after the hip surgery, so awesome. good news there. And then the last piece of news from Pittsburgh, Big Ben, they said they're, the Steelers are comfortable with his health, so Yeah, I, I think it's going to be really interesting. Means, yeah, I don't know what that means either, because he's been, he's been having injury issues for yeah, a while. Forever. So <laughs> That's it. When you're kind of a hefty quarterback dude. Yeah, he's not the most mobile. Yeah, he's not the most mobile, and yeah. But yeah. Pretty much, that's some some good news, and and well, actually, a lot of good news. Um, I'm really interested to see the Odell thing. I mean, if he's 100, percent man, yeah, just I'm excited because it's def. It. I mean, def something was definitely off last year, so for sure. So, all right, well, that was news with James. So, next thing, we've got some questions. We, it looks like we got four questions that got sent in, and uh, we're gonna gonna kind of go through and just kind of discuss our thoughts 
Um, I know we have a, I think we have a, at least one question that we're going to kind of do both sides. We're going to do a dynasty as and as a redraft uh, question. Um, but the first question that comes to us from Adam this week, so thank you, Adam, is when to take the first wide receiver in redraft this year. I find that to be a very fascinating question because in years past we've seen like a Julio Jones going yeah. in first overall. Um, yeah, I did that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah and you won yeah, the league that year, back, though. Yeah. Um, we've it, seen DeAndre Hopkins go top five. But yeah, most years it's the first few picks are running back, just like this year it's going to be, just like last year it's going to mm-hmm. be. So everyone, where, where there was kind of like one crazy wide receiver year where everyone was just in the running backs, didn't play so great. So the next year everyone was just like, everybody well, everyone was like, went wide yeah, receiver everybody early. Went wide receiver early. But um, we do it's say, back. Um, depending on where you're picking, uh, try to go against the trends. <laughs> Yeah, you, know, you could get some really, you know, you can kind of go against some trends sometimes. So when everybody well, was picking running same, backs early. Yeah, if you're in the same league year after year, especially if you're at a live draft, like get the feel of the room, yeah. understand what people understand are Understand who you're drafting with. That's the that's the way to win. That's the hardest thing to predict. Yeah, yeah that's the way to win, though. Understand who you're playing with. Um, but for me, um, I'm kind of looking at six, between six and eight. Yeah, I, is where I'm kind of looking at maybe taking like a Michael Thomas. Yeah, it's definitely Michael Thomas is always the one that's going. He's going to be going one earliest, and yeah, I see him like se- like yeah around that seven mark. Because I've got CMC, I've got Zeke, I've got I think Barkley. Because I think yeah, who are you throwing in there? Because Cook and Mixon. Kamara, Joe Mixon. Yeah, I think mm. I'll take Mixon there. Okay, so you'd still take and Mixon. Then I, yeah, and then the, like Kenyon Drake, Josh Jacobs, Aaron Jones, those guys I would take after. And see, I've got Nick Chubb and Derrick Henry at six. I would definitely take Derrick Henry. I would take Derrick Henry as well. Um, Cook, we but don't maybe know yet. Chubb, Chubb is, Cook I would change, probably take after. But yeah, we'll see. So probably around that you know, seven, six, seven, eight mark is where you would start wanting to look kind of maybe wide receiver. But I mean, if you if if you really feel that strong, I mean. It's not like do Michael like Thomas is going to be a bad pick because yeah. he's still a first round guy, but yeah, you just don't want to mess your players. Yeah, you just don't want to ruin your first round pick. You just don't want to bust. Yeah, well, he he won't be, but well, I don't think there's much bust chance this year, even though with a no. new team. But all right, so next question coming from Nick. Oh, okay, so we got a dynasty trade. All right, so we got Saquon for Clyde Edwards Hilaire and Jerry Judy. In a half point PPR, mm. hard. That's tough, dude. Because you're talking, you're talking top. He could be number one. He could yeah, be number two. Be like top, the top three. Yeah. Top three. And as far as talent wise, I mean, Saquon yeah, he could be the best all around running back in the league. And that we could have ever seen two unproven guys. They're both, they're both rookies. Very talented. Clyde Edwards-Helaire wants like the best spot you can, and I'm a mm-hmm. huge Judy guy. I've been watching more tape because mm-hmm. our rookie shows next week, and yep. I just I just love Judy, but. Oh, this one's tough. It's tough. I think I think I'm, it comes down a little bit to how your team is constructed. Yeah. If, well, always. Yeah. If you don't really need wide receiver help or you think you have a title shot this year, because they're Judy, it's probably just like most rookie wide receivers, it's gonna probably gonna take, take a, a little, little bit. bit to get in there. Mm-hmm. In Clyde Edwards, it could still be a little bit too for him. Mm-hmm. It's still not a guarantee he's gonna be the number one guy. Well, and one. there's so much talent already on that team yeah. too. I mean. You know, we're, we'll talk about Travis Kelsey later today, but it, I mean, you know, he's probably going to be fourth, maybe like as far as target <laughs> option goes. You know, you've got so many pieces before then, so you're still having to rely on rushing, and they're not much of a rushing team. 
Um, I do love Jerry Judy. I do love the fact that he went to Denver, but was, again, you know, a lot has to go on Drew Locke. Mm-hmm. But I would always take in a dynasty, unless I'm going for a title this year, like you stated. Yeah, I would make that trade. So you would take Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Judy? Yeah, because Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, he's he's still young, and I I feel like he his floor is top twelve. Could be, yeah. You know, like see, yeah, like if this was my dynasty team, and like I came in second place last year, lost in the championship game, and I have a lot of strong horse, like top end guys, I I think I'll take the Saquon just to reinforce safety and try and take the shot at the championship. Yeah, I mean, and that's what I was saying. Like, if you're if you're really going for a title shot, I'd keep Saquon. But if you're maybe like where I finished, it's close. Though. I, finished I could understand five. it because there could be a world where Clyde Edwards-Helaire is top ten this year, and Jared Judy maybe cracks the top twenty as a rookie. Right, and those are both very useful to me, fantasy players. Right. So, I mean, I I'm usually around that mid level right now mm-hmm. is where I finished last season, and so for me, it would be very hard if I'm not exactly have the talent I know to to be the number one team then I need to kind of get some of those moving pieces. Yeah, I, I just want to know, how, how do you get Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Jerry Judy? Yeah, I mean, I don't Would know you how have, you like the number that. one and number three pick? Or you must, yeah, you, you were like um, basically hoarding draft picks. Yeah. You were unloading a lot last season, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, but well played if you did. <laughs> All right, so uh, next question. We got another dynasty question. Ooh, this one actually might be harder. Oh, that yeah, this one might be harder, bro. So this one comes from Josh. Thank you, Josh. Terry McLaurin and Evan Ingram or George Kittle Mm. in a PPR trade. I love Kittle. I love Kittle, too. Uh, But I love Terry and Evan Ingram, too. So, Well, here's my thing. All right, so let me jump in because I know that you you are a huge fan of Evan Ingram, where I have not always been the biggest fan. Um, He's had some health issues. Yeah. Um, I think when he's on the field, he's a stinking yeah, monster. Yeah, his only yeah, that's his only downside his is his health. Yeah, because when he's George, on the field, he's top. I don't five. think George Kittle's like if he's missed games. His health doesn't. I it's mean, not as it's not as crazy. He's got something wrong with his shoulder the past two years, mm-hmm. and he's just been like, no, nah, I'm not getting surgery. <laughs> yeah, he just doesn't want to do it. But <laughs> he's I mean, a he, different kind you know, of person. Kittle missed two games last year, but I mean, yeah. Ingram only played eight, and I think eleven the year before that. And so normally when I when I look at getting two players for one player, I'm usually a fan because then that's two pieces I can use on my team versus yeah. the one. But I think there's still such a huge gap between George Kittle and Evan Ingram. Yeah, there's a huge gap, but I I'm a I like Terry a lot and I've been rising on him a lot more for yeah. this year too. I and agree. I yeah. And when I went back and was looking at his stats from last year, and then I went back and looked at his combine stuff too, and I forgot the dude ran a 435. And, so and I was he is like, an incredible route runner. Like yeah, he put up quick. one of the best route running rookie seasons of all yes. time last year. And so I think I think Terry McLaurin would be. It, you're basically trading Terry McLaurin for George Kittle with Evan Ingram just yep. to fill. But would that be enough? You're talking top maybe two or three tight end to maybe a top. If Ingram's healthy, he could be top five. Yeah, but where's Terry? But, he wasn't in our wide receiver rankings. We went out to twenty four. No, he? he was he was real late on mine. He was yeah, top I've got thirty him at, definitely. I've got him top thirty. I've got him at twenty seven right now. Yeah, and but, that that could go up for me. But um, yeah, I think I'm taking Terry and Evan though. I'll because okay. tight end such a it's such a crapshoot anyway. And if I can get because I I've had Evan Ingram on our like this mm-hmm. would be like our third year drafted like I've had him my whole time and I love Evan Ingram and when he plays it's great but. 
I don't know. I'll take that chance to also have Terry McLaurin. Yeah, see, and I think I'm going to take the opposite side. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand it because yeah. I was in our dynasty league. I was looking at look, going after Kittle with Evan Ingram on mm-hmm. my side and something else. I never really Did you have pursued Terry McLaurin because then that, that would really no. work out. <laughs> yeah, but um, um, but no, I think I would still keep Kittle. I think I think Kittle gap, is tier one. He is tier it's one. Him and Kelsey, and that's it. And he's still and again, dude. Debo Samuel just got hurt, so the yep. target share is going to be there. He's going to demand the ball, and I love his presence in the offense too, man. So, I mean, yeah, Evan. Uh, it's rare when tight ends lead their team in like targets and receptions, but Evan Ingram can also be in that category for a tight end. There's only a few guys, but Evan Ingram could hit that if he is healthy. All right, last one. Last one. All right, so this one comes from Matt. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate the question. Oh, and it's still we're still talking about Terry McLaurin, so that works out. Oh, and, and Jerry Judy. Judy. Yeah. So it's Terry McLaurin or Jerry Judy in a half-point PPR. Now, we're going to look at this um, because it didn't say if it was a dynasty or a redraft question, so we'll just do both. Um, so in dynasty, would you rather have Terry McLaurin or Jerry Judy? It's so hard. It is hard. So, <laughs> so honestly, hard. so here's here's the debate where I, I come in. Jerry Judy has the talent. Terry McLaurin has talent. And proved it. And proved it. So And, and Jerry hasn't. I think the thing that makes me nervous is when you look at the quarterback play. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Haskins, when he came in and played from week nine. He started to get a little something going at the, at end, the end, but yeah, it was But Terry bumpy. really struggled. Terry only had, uh, let's see, he had two touchdowns with Dwayne Haskins over that span. But it's also not like and he only had Drew three, Locke was. Right. Like, well, that's what I'm saying. He wasn't it. amazing either. But he only had three games where it was over 15 points from that span. Yeah. So, I mean, he played better without him. Now, there has been reports that said, you know, that Ron Rivera is very excited about Dwayne Haskins and possibly could make a job. Well, Haskins, <laughs> I mean, to his, he, he he looked real pudgy last year. And so far in the offseason, the pictures I've fitter. seen, yeah. He, he, yep, a lot more fit. It looks great. Um, it, it is, it, that's a really good question. That's a really good question. I know. Because oh. for redraft, redraft Terry's I'm, going, uh, uh, I'll take Terry, redraft. See, and I'd take Judy and redraft. Really? Because Terry's going 5'10", yeah. and Judy's going eight oh eight. but I'm not a big rookie redraft guy, wide receiver. It's just rarely do I don't you ever get... Because I, I see the first six weeks around that and redraft so important to setting your foundation and everything and mm-hmm. where you stand. But um, yeah, and that's hard for a rookie to get in. Like Terry did it last year, was great right off the beginning, but that's rare. Yeah, it is rare. Um, and I think I would take Judy and Dynasty. Okay. So I feel like we're the exact opposite. I yeah. think I'd rather keep Terry and Dynasty, um, you know, for now. And I think I would take Judy and redraft. I mean, it also depends. You said 510. I'm trying to think of 808. Some, some other players bad, that are so going around 510. Like a three round cup. Yeah. But I think, I think Jerry, I mean, 808 is a little high for a rookie. Yeah, yeah. But I, was, I don't mind I was taking shots at eight. Judy. I don't mind taking shots at eight. And how I've constructed my team. So players going around Terry. Yeah. In the Who draft, uh, Tyler Lockett going a few picks ahead of him. Corlin Sutton and Keenan Allen. Who's going behind him? Um, well, DJ Chark's going the first pick ahead of him, but first pick after him, Stefan Diggs. Yeah, I'd take AJ Diggs over Green, him. Marquise Brown, Devontae Parker. Parker, I so, take over him. Really? Mm-hmm. That one's close for me. 
Well, I just go back to my rankings, man. Yeah. I mean, I've got Devontae Parker at 24. Yeah. So, yeah, redraft him, Terry, Dynasty, I'm Judy. Okay. Well, you tell us what you guys want would, would do, um, and we'll find out later. Dude, you know what? Uh, I don't really feel like, no, if that's much of a bet, though, if we think that Terry or Judy would have a better season this year. No, yeah, I think it's Terry. You think Terry? Yeah, I kind of do, too, though. So, never mind. All right, well, that was uh, uh, that's it for the monster questions of the week. We appreciate you guys for sending those questions in. But now, yeah, thanks for the moment that we've all been waiting for. We've got tight ends, top twelve tight ends, and this is going to be fun, man. I think the first one, uh, just jumping right in, I think man. The first couple, will probably. Be yeah, crazy. we don't even really need to discuss because they're so kind of just Travis Kelsey. Yeah. It's just it's such an easy easy one. Uh, Travis Kelsey, not not much changing. Um, I don't see Cleveland taking a step back. Or Cleveland, <laughs> oh boy, I don't see the Chiefs taking a step back in their offense at all. I think there's still going to be a, a pass first offense. Uh, Mahomes is going to be Mahomes, and honestly, I feel that Travis Kelsey is the number one in their passing offense. Targets, yeah, he's always been. Yeah, I don't see. Anybody coming in, taking that away from him. Um, and so he's going to demand the ball. And I ha- I feel like having a dynamic monster tight end like Travis Kelsey down the middle of the field is one of the biggest, like, just ways to dominate a field, like a football field. Well, so last year, number one tight end. Year before that, number one tight end. Year before that, number one tight end. Mm. Well, there you go. So, I mean, I feel like we're spot on with that one. I mean, he had 136 targets. Yeah, I don't see that going down. 100 targets for a tight end is insane top level. First off, I mean, just the average. The a- So, as we're going through this. And Travis Gelsey actually kind of had a down year yeah. last year compared to the But the before. average tight end in the NFL. All right. I read this this week, and I thought it was crazy to think about. But if you really do, it makes sense. Much. Gets possibly seven targets a week. And that's a lot. Or five. Those five okay, targets. Yeah, Seven so. is where you want them to be. Sorry. Five targets a week is the average. Well, most teams kind of like run like a committee. Yeah. At it. There's right. not a lot of just, it's a clear guy. There might be 12 or 15 targets to a tight end, but it's not to the same tight end. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what we mean. To each individual tight end, the average is five targets. That means maybe two or three receptions. <laughs> yeah. So when you see... Yeah, guys, tight ends, like it's, there's a couple... Like, there's a tier one, a couple guys on, like, tier two and three, but then after that, it, it just is a falls off a cliff. And yeah. There's, and a lot like, of it's ten a guys game. that are very, very, like, it's not, it, it sucks. Tight ends suck. Yeah. And that's why, like, going back, like, if you have a Travis Kelsey, or we could jump into my number two, Kittle, mm-hmm. there's such an advantage at a position. It's probably the biggest advantage in yep. fantasy right now compared to the other tight ends at any other position. And that's Maybe why, like Christian McCaffrey last year, but that's the kind of yeah. difference it is. Like yeah. a Christian McCaffrey last year compared to all the other running backs. And that's how I almost won my league. Yeah. On the back of Christian McCaffrey. No, I, I 100% agree with you. I think that the gap is so wide, even from tier one to tier two. Yep. But tier one to like a tier three or four is just huge. They could double them up. Easily. Yeah, they could have double the points. I mean, so George Kittle, they both had over a 1,000 yards. They had the exact same both points f- per game last year. And well, they both had five Kittle, touchdowns. Yeah, Kittle just missed two games. Yeah, that'll do it. 
Both had 28% of their team's targets. Both had over 100 100 targets. Yep. 185. Yeah, Kelsey will have usually always lead in targets, but Mm -hmm. Kittle is just a huge big play guy down the field. He's closer to Gronk than Kelsey is. I feel that... um, you know they both have the ability to run after the catch, which is really nice. So that, yeah, this but is I think where our Kittles is on another, another level, no, on another level. Yeah, yeah. So there's not much to really discuss here because we're both 100 percent in agreement. Yep. I don't see, I don't honestly, I don't see how this would change this year. It's injury. Yeah. If one gets hurt, then yeah, that'll that'll change it. But if they're both healthy and play 16, one way or another, they're finishing one two. Yep. So. Jumping into to my number three, and there, there could be a difference here because the reason that I have him where he is is really just because he's a touchdown guy. Yeah, I'm, got, okay, yeah. Yeah, Mark I got Mark Andrews. Andrews. Yeah, me too. Okay, so... And that's... I mean, he's at three, but it's just his low snap percentage. But when he's on the field, he's highly targeted, and mm-hmm. they they don't throw the ball out in Baltimore, but when they do, they really hit the tight ends. They led uh, the highest tar- tight end target percentage. Yeah, yeah, they had... <laughs> Dude, it was like, what was it? It was 42. Yeah, 42% of the time they're targeting tight ends, whereas mm-hmm. 40% of the time they're looking at wide receivers. Yep. I mean, that's just insane, guys. And so, Mark Andrews is Lamar Jackson's favorite target by far. Yeah. I mean, enough he's also to wear, a huge play guy down the field. Yeah, enough to where Hayden Hurst got traded because of it. But there are injury concerns, and in that the 10 touchdowns is a lot. That is almost like almost kind of unheard of. <laughs> Well, like it, it really is. I mean, Gronk. I mean, he was had like, ninety-eight targets, which is great, but sixty-four receptions that's isn't not, very high. That's not a lot. He only had eight hundred and fifty yards. Not a lot. But so, he had ten touchdowns. Exactly. Which I think he'll always be high in the touchdowns. But he I was kind of like there was one other guy at like nine, but pretty much everyone else on my list is around five. Dude, so. to be honest, like you know, we don't talk PPR to standard a lot, but dude, standard. Yep. He might be like. Your number one almost. <laughs> no, he's still three, but <laughs> I mean, 10 touchdowns. If he hits 10 touchdowns every year, I mean, he's going to quickly move up, but he needs to get some more receptions. I mean, it's just they really need to pass the ball a little bit more. I, I mean, do think he's close to his own tier, though. I, I he do kind of see a gap. He is in my own him. tier okay, for yeah. me. I've got Kelsey Kittle in tier one, Mark Andrews tier two, which I like Andrews. Let me see his ADP real quick. Yeah, let's see where he's at. Because I'll 409, say... 409, oh third tight end off the board. That is, you guys want to know where I drafted him, him last year? Yeah, he was my favorite <laughs> late-round guy last year. I drafted him Probably in the like, 12th round. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, last year, I like my early tight end was Kittle in, like, third round. Then Evan Ingram, who I had pretty much on every team last year. I got him in, like, the sixth. Yep. And then, yeah, Mark Andrews was my late target. Yeah, he was my late target. I and got honestly, my late like, target. I was Ingram, really sad. Like, yeah, like, I... Like I said, I, I took Ingram in most leagues just for the value and how it fell. And I mean, I was happy with it because when he played, he was great. Yeah. And I was able to like, um, because there were other like Waller was another late. There were actually mm-hmm. a few guys last year, but most years you can't count on that. No, you can't. I mean, I honestly, man, I was just really lucky. I yep. really liked Mark Andrews. I think. He yeah, there was the a talent, lot of. But I was just lucky that I got him. Waller's buzz came pretty late. Yeah. Pretty real close to the draft. But Andrews had like a lot of talk about him in the offseason and it was nice to see it pay off. Yeah, yeah, I was definitely happy with it. All right, man. So jumping into to four. So this is where my tier three starts. Yep. I got Zach Ertz. Yep, me too. Okay. So Zach Ertz, he's just Mr. Reliable, in my opinion. 
Um, you know, you got Carson Wentz out there. Almost had as many targets as Travis Kelsey. One behind. One behind. And he actually had more targets last year than Travis Kelsey. Um, he had 156 last year. And this is where it got crazy, guys. He had 116 receptions yep. last year. He's not a big... Or in 2018. He's not a big play guy. He's just real consistent and reliable. Yep. Just that, you know, he's not, I almost want to say Mr. O reliable, but he's not that old. Yeah, the <laughs> so. Eagles threw the tight end, threw the tight end the second most at 39% of the time. Well, they didn't have much wide still receiver light, help. Exactly. So. When that's kind of been, <laughs> it could happen again this year, mm-hmm. just with all the injuries and everything, but it's, we'll get into the, his count, his teammate later, but. um, Dallas Goddard. Maybe. Yeah, it's. Maybe. Yeah, it is. It is interesting for Ertz to be like he was a couple years ago, like at number two or three. It, there's going to be need to more injuries because I don't think Goddard's going away. Mm-mm. But and Goddard's been he's been consistent enough to take some targets away. But I think God, yeah, I think Goddard's more of a threat in the red zone. Yeah, because I mean he still had six touchdowns, but he had eight the year before. I mean he was under a thousand yards. He had a over a thousand yards in 2018. Yeah, but everything his, was a little bit. His down. one thing, though, yeah, was 135 targets, 88 receptions. Yeah, that's a pretty big gap. That's a huge difference. Um, but Cats I mean, percentage of 65. He's still he still got the ability. He still got the talent, and I'm a huge but yeah. So last year he finished off the field. Yeah, last year he finished fifth. Year before that, second. Year before that, third. So he's top five. He yeah he's yeah always will be. All right, man. Who you got at five then? Waller. Yeah, me too. So we might be closer than we thought. Nah, I, yeah, no, I think yeah, I think it's all going to come with the later guys. Yeah, for sure. Um, so here's my only my only caveat with Darren Waller because one, I I know you're a fan. I I'm a huge fan of Darren Waller. Uh, I don't really know what else they have out in Oakland. Yeah, not in Oakland. Goodness gracious, that's going to drive me up the wall. It's Oakland. And, it's, it's Oakland. Oakland. <laughs> and Vegas uh, for the Raiders. Um. He had the targets. He had 90 receptions, which is fantastic. The thing that kills me, three touchdowns. Yep. And it's just, I mean, can he get the ball in the red zone? Was it just they, they couldn't find him? They did throw to the tight end a lot, 33% of the time. But they're not. I Hunter Renfro was kind of surprising last year. He, right. he kind of developed into a good. A little red zone kind of guy. Took a little, because he's in the slot, and he kind of took a little bit away from Waller. I think Josh Jacobs is hopefully going to get more targets this year, which could take a little bit off of that. But I don't really see Henry Ruggs as a big target threat. Tyrell Williams is still there. So I think he's safe, but that's why I have him at five. Yeah, I have him at five as well. Just because I don't of the, think he's going to be bad. I don't think he's going to be bad by any stretch, but he's my fifth. Yeah. And now if you're talking standard, though, and for me, he's dropping. Could be, yeah. You know, just because those 90 receptions, which is great, but if you're not playing PPR, those are useless. And having three touchdowns on a tight end is just average. Yeah, he's going. Us. He's going five eleven. I don't know why so many tight ends are going. I feel like that's a little high for a tight end. I don't. I don't typically like to take tight ends that high. I will take like Kittle in like the third or something if I Hippie. if I like mm. what I have at my first two picks because I was I took him in one league last year and I was happy with it how it worked out and everything. If you hit on those first two picks and you can take a tight end like that with your third pick. Because they're essentially a wide receiver. Yeah. But you get them at a position where no one else has anything mm-hmm. like that. So it can work. But these other guys that they're not as high in, there are some questions around them. Yeah, I won't take that chance there. Yeah. Usually if I can't get that guy I want, because see, Kittle in, in the third, is, is honestly, it's a really good value. But I usually don't jump on that just because I know the talent that's still there. 
but if I can't get like, you know, if I can get like a Mark Andrews and like six, which probably isn't going to happen, no. but or like a Zach Ertz and six, which again, probably not going to happen. But if I could, then I would jump on that. Otherwise, I usually try to go late because I just don't see the again, how the tiers break down, you know, like who's so you had you had Darren Waller going where again? Five ten. Five ten. So that's right around where the last pick of the fourth. Last pick of the fifth. So that's right around where uh some still high level like Stefan Diggs that we talked about earlier is going. You know, so there, there's some really high priced wide receivers that are going still there. Yeah. Yeah, he's fifth tight end off the board. Yeah. That's tough for me. And usually in my drafts, if I go earlier on a quarterback or a tight end, I usually wait longer to pick the other one just because you only have one position. Yeah. You only have to fill one spot. And I do, just like quarterbacks, I try and usually only keep one tight end on my team. Yeah, I don't do the whole... Um, well, I shouldn't say I don't. We typically do not do the whole, we're going to carry two quarterbacks, we're going to carry two tight ends, we're going to carry two kickers yeah, and two like, defenses. Yeah, like last year... <laughs> That's um, just stupid. Like Evan Ingram... When he was dealing with injuries and everything, I had a second tight end on my team, but that makes sense. it wasn't ideal. I don't typically like to waste roster spots. All right, so where are we at? Six? Yep. I think this is where things are going to start changing. So this is where my tier kind of four starts. Okay. Yeah, I understand that. So I've got Jared Cook. Okay, he's my eight. Yeah. He's a... Uh... It's, it's hard to look at. Bro. Yeah, it's hard to look at, and that's why I'm very nervous. It's all touchdowns. He from was here. a huge play guy. 43 receptions last year. Yeah, and he finished at number seven. Yeah. So I mean, 43 receptions is not a lot. He and only they played don't 14 throw games. Throw to the tight end a ton. Well, they don't. Brought in Emmanuel Sanders, which makes me, which is why he's not higher. I mean, you would think somebody that a fully healthy Kamara. Like I have him at eight. I still think he's a top ten guy because he had like. Last year, seventh year before that, fifth. The past years, he's finally put it all together. Mm-hmm. And he's been great when he's been on the field. But his efficiency last year was, it just seems way too high. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, Because he only man. had 705 yards on 43 receptions. That, those are big plays. Yeah, they're very, they're very big plays. And again, nine yards touchdowns, per catch. though, man. Yeah. Like, he, this is the second highest on my list. Oh, yeah. You know, and the guy, I mean, I have Mark Andrews at three because of those touchdowns. Yeah, and but Mark Andrews did it on like 20 more receptions. True. But, I mean, again, Jared Cook missed two games. Um, he you know, he didn't He didn't have Drew Brees Cook for some of those games. Cook started off the beginning of the season pretty bad, but once he got it going mm-hmm. after like week four or something, it was, it was, he was actually very consistent. Jared Cook seems to do that, though, almost every year. I feel like he starts off really yeah. rough. No, he usually has like a great week one or week two or something, everyone picks him up and then he's garbage. Like, cause yeah, we're, we're, we're from St. Louis, St. Louis Rams. Oh boy. We know bad Jared Cook. Yeah. We know, t- <laughs> we know. Yeah. We've seen bad. We've Jared watched Cook. so many, just like we wish Jared Cook would work so athletic, so fast, so physical. Mm-hmm. He just couldn't catch the ball, dropping the ball. I mean, some wide open passes, man. It just didn't make sense. But at least he's got it. Yeah. He's he's figuring out a little bit more. I mean, he's enough to where I don't mind. I don't mind jumping for him. It is. I feel like he's gonna drop. Where is he going in ADP? Because he he's probably going pretty late. Yeah, he is ten oh seven. Yeah, I mean, so he, and like that's kind of where I start looking. That's where I start looking at tight ends. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I wouldn't hate it if he was my tight end, but he's not one of my first choices. It is. I mean, because I've been because we've been watching him so long. This makes sense to me, but he is 33 years old, which I imagine is a little surprising to some people. 
been in the league eleven years. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the reason that people don't understand or think he would be that old is because he was so irrelevant yeah. for so long. He's only been relevant since he left the Rams. You know, which cool. you know the Rams left St. Louis, so be gone. But he's been on a few teams. You know, he he started. I liked when he was playing in Oakland. For the Raiders, who well, he pretty much did what Darren Waller base. did last year. Yeah. Just the only guy there. Yeah, he's the only guy there, and he made it work, and I, and I liked it. So my six is one of my tight end sweethearts. It's Evan Ingram. Yeah, I just, I've, I just I've just got him one pick Ingram. behind you, okay. so that's not bad. Um, it is just injury though. That's the only reason I can't. like last year. The beginning of last year, I think he was the number one tight end for like three or four weeks or something. I mean, he, he saw I wouldn't like, be surprised. He saw like eight and a half targets a game. Guys, he had, he played eight games last year and had more targets than Jared Cook. Yep. <laughs> One more reception. <laughs> he so just didn't have nearly as many yards. So or his touchdowns. 16 game pace, man, would have been 80. Was it 88 receptions yep. for six touchdowns? Just under a thousand yards. Just under a thousand yards. I mean, we'd be talking him in top five if he yeah. would have been healthy. Yeah, it's actually kind of weird. Last year, he finished 18th because of injury. Year before that, 12th, a little bit of injury. But his rookie year, he finished 5th, which is crazy for a tight end. Yeah. Tight ends take a while to develop. Well, and that's why you love them they so usually, fast. Yeah, they usually say like three years. But Evan Ingram is a weird case because he's a wide receiver that plays tight end. He's not real big on the whole blocking stuff, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah. He's he's out there, but he's just he's a really just so big wide receiver. It. Like, he is so, like. He has the speed, the agility, the hands. Well, and he's someone him. I feel like, you know, Daniel Jones can really count on this year, yep. too. You know, I mean, he's such a big target. Yeah, like I he's, said, so like the guys we've talked about so far, I think like Travis Kelsey will lead his team in targets. Yep. George Kittle, probably Mark Andrews again. Yep. Zach Ertz, I'll see that. Darren Waller, I think so. And then Evan Ingram. But I think Evan Ingram's like the last guy. Yeah. I mean, he, so here's the thing, man. If Evan so Ingram, six. if Evan Ingram plays a full sixteen games, would he be top five? Yep, I'd have him probably five or four. Yep. yep, same here. I think the reason that we have him where we have him is just because of injury. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm actually kind of surprised I have him at seven because of his injury. But it's just because his talent is so well, good. There's just not much like the next few guys we're going to talk about. I mean, there's just not there's not that many tight ends, guys. Like mm-hmm. it sucks. It's hard. Yeah. I mean, there's some good ones, but I mean, there's plenty of guys with upside. Like you can see it, but it's just. Yeah. And that's, I think, where we're running into is like, you know, if you don't hit on the upside, then it's just a complete bust. So who you have at seven then? And well, we talked about this guy a few weeks ago as a trade target. Oh, boy. When his ADP was really low. And now it is through (laughs) the roof, guys. He's now he's going from the 12th in like two weeks. He's already up to like the seventh round sixth pick. Yeah. So Tyler, I know Higby. Tyler Higby. So I've got him at nine. Okay. Um, I mean he he was a great ter- trade target until now. Yep. <laughs> uh, Guys, he had five good games and he finished at what, rank eight. Yeah. And the rest of the season he was nothing. Yeah. That's how bad tight ends are. Yep. But that's also how good those five weeks were. <laughs> a little bit of both. Well, I think um I watched. He still had eighty nine targets last year, which I thought was a little surprising. Yeah, but I watched his that five if you if you looked at his five game totals, they're, they were so they crazy. So good. I I forget what He'd it be was a top though. Three tight end. I forget what his pace was though, but it was like a hundred and thirty. It was like eleven and a half targets target. a game, like eight and a half receptions, nine receptions a game, half a touchdown a game, like a hundred yards a game. And yeah, I mean it was it was 
It was asinine, man. And I mean, the reason I have him at seven is because of the upside, because of what he did last year. And I don't think, I think he, no matter what happens next year, he's the number one tight end. I think they're done with Gerald Everett. Well, the thing is, is so Gerald I don't Everett, think you're ever going to have to worry about that Gerald again. Everett is a great tight end. So we're not, we're could not, be. he could be. He's, he's actually kind of like Jared Cook yeah. back in the day. Yeah. He's just not figuring it out. Yeah. He's got the ability. He's got the, you know, the height. Back, the, yeah. Well, the back power, when Jared Cook was the, young on the Rams, there were always other tight ends in there too. Yeah. So, I mean, the so I have him at nine. And the only reason I have him at nine is I haven't fully jumped on the train yet. And noticing where his ADP is at now. Yeah. He is not on my team. <laughs> I I would still be willing to take because like uh, you're gonna take him at in the sixth round, seventh. He's in the seventh round. Yeah, because Evan Ingram's going like where he was last year, back of the sixth. I'd be comfortable with that, depending on my team. And yeah, Tyler Higby's going. I mean, two tight ends after him. He's possibly seventh, the third or the fourth target on that team. He'll probably be the third. You think so? Yeah. I mean, yeah, he over, had 89 targets last year. There, over Cam not, Akers. Yeah. Over you know. I mean, I don't. I don't even know if they're talking Van Jefferson even starting no. yet. Yeah, we'll get him on the rookie show, but he is kind of a project. Um, so I mean, so I mean, I would still think that they would go to the running back maybe before, but maybe yeah, not. Eighty nine targets for, and that, I mean, that's not Tyler Higby. Eighty nine targets. That wasn't him as like the, their leading tight end the whole year either. So that sure. could definitely it could skyrocket. Yeah, I just I just want to kind of wait and see. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I was surprised when you brought up today, check his ADP again, because yeah, I mean, yeah, in two weeks, that is a huge jump. If it keeps going, if he gets above Evan Ingram, yeah, I'm out. Yeah. I mean, he's starting to get kind of borderline up there, man. Um, and again, I try to, you know, go against what the trend is. And if he keeps trending up like this, there's no way he's going to be on my team. Now. I mean, I feel safe taking a Tyler Higby maybe at like nine, Eight, nine, ten. I would feel fine there, somewhere in those rounds. Seven, six, or even earlier. There's no way I'm taking him. Not a chance. Yeah, because yeah, if like if he's in the sixth, seventh round, you've already filled up all your starter positions. Your two, yeah, wide receivers, two running backs, your flex spot. If you only have one, so yeah. Well, we I'm, I'm comfortable there if I believe in the player and the talent. Yeah. All right. Well, then I'll jump into my no my eight. You haven't said your... No, you should say your eight, right? Yeah, my eight was Jared Cook. Okay, I thought so. So my eight is Mike Gusecki. Okay, he's my nine. So I, I'm i actually... I was a kind of a huge fan. Yeah, of I was curious where I was going to have him. Yeah, so I've got him... I've got him at eight. The reason I have him at eight is... It's just Miami. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just don't know. I mean, he came out. He had a pretty decent season last year. Yeah, he finished 11th. But it kind of also doesn't, came out of nowhere. Much. I mean, he 570 yards on 51 uh, receptions. receptions isn't like amazing. Right. Yeah, his catch percentage was pretty low though, 57%. And he was and only targeted 89 times. Yeah. Which really was the same targets that Tyler Higby, Higby had, got yeah. in like a five-game span almost. So, yeah. I mean, it's just kind of hard to see. But he did have five touchdowns because he's yeah. a monster. They didn't like, target he's huge. the Dolphins didn't target the tight end a ton, but no, they were way low, weren't they? He's kind of been coming the past few years like he was highly drafted has a ton he's super athletic and physical he's got all that it's just they got to give him the ball and now i haven't really heard any updates about preston williams how he's coming along i haven't either but i don't I mean like they don't have like a like jordan howard's going to be their running back i mm-hmm. think the main guy i don't think he's going to be threatening and it's just really Devonte parker so i think yeah. 
the necessity, the talent, I think it's going to match this year, and I have him as a top 10 tight end. Yeah, I think if he takes another step up. So last year he had 32 Which targets. Which he's going in the 12th. Yeah. Last pick of the 12th round. And see, that's what so I that's like right there. That's a little there. interesting, but it, he is more uncertain. I yeah. think this is another tier break for me at nine. Yeah, it possibly. But I mean, if he takes another jump, he had 32 targets last year, and he jumped to 89 yeah. or 32 in 2018, jumped to 89 last year. So if, if he takes another leap forward and maybe gets closer to that 100 mark and maybe brings in more like 70 catches. And I mean, the touchdowns at five, dude, I'm kind of fine with that. Yeah. Uh, but I want to no, see yeah, more that's, that's, uh, that's honestly more yards. an average for a tight end like this. Not that like Kelsey had five, Kittle had five. Yeah, I mean, he's it's right really up there. just Jared Cook and um, the, Mark Andrews that were the outliers. The difference between a Mike Gusecki and like a George Kittle is receptions and yards. Tight end or, or tight ends as far as touchdowns, like you said, five's a good number. But if he can't even get close to that ninety-seven or that eighty, even eighty mark, you know, as far as receptions go, he's never going to be able to beat top five. All right. Well, and I already said my nine is Tyler Higby, so I think we're at your nine. No, he was Gasecki. So Gasecki was at your three at ten. Yep. All right. Who we got at ten? Mine. And it's it's really just because the offense is totally changing this year. I've never been the I've never been real big on this guy. Mm. He's dealt with a lot of injuries, mm, a I lot think of the hype. Same guy. Hunter Henry, yeah, same. Yeah, I think I think for me when it comes to Hunter Henry is I've always liked Hunter Henry. He's yeah. actually on my dynasty. I've always team. think he's been a little overrated and hasn't really proven a ton for how much he's been hyped. I know he was drafted really I mean, high. I don't and everything. know about that, man. I think he's proven Last it when he's year on the was field. his best finished at ninth, but besides, like, I think he carries as much as an injury risk as Evan Ingram. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I mean, he didn't even get to play in 2018 because he was hurt. Yeah. But, I mean, and he only played 12 games last year, but he had five touchdowns, 55 receptions on 652 yards, man. I think if he's on the field, he's been dominant, but yeah. he's just not on the field, you know? So I really, I really hope. For my dynasty team's sake, <laughs> and it's yeah, it's just that offense. He needs it's to be just healthy. That offense now, yeah, and the offense is changing. You know, we kind of talked about that because he'll Keenan never Allen. outpace Keenan Allen, and I honestly think Eckler will probably have more. Him and Eckler will probably be close to the same. Yeah, very very similar. Yeah, in targets. I mean, I think his target share. You know, again, if if he could stay healthy, I think yeah. But be honestly, because last year, I mean, their team target percentage to the tight end was seventeen, which was really low. Yeah, that's that's not that's not great. And I think that's because of how much Philip Rivers relied on Eckler. And yeah, Eckler has like that check targets. down. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't even think I see him on my top list here. Jeez, were they that far back? Yeah, seventeen. Oh, dude, it yeah, was seventeen. Outside way down the top there. twenty. Jeez, Louise. So I mean, you know, it is it is one of those things. I think you know, I think Tyrod Taylor does use utilize the tight end a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, I look back. At like those Charles Clay days and yeah. Buffalo and everything, and I mean it was nothing. Like he would like Charles Clay back in the day. Like you could stream him sometimes, but it was nothing to brag yeah. about. But it was it, it was, was like at five least targets usable. a game or something. Yeah, it was average. And then you know when you have rookies, rookies are always looking for you know release options out of the pocket. So check downs to running backs or your tight ends as, as safety nets. I think Hunter Henry can be a safety net, but again. I think the only thing that I have an issue with is is his health. If he can stay healthy, I think I don't have a problem with him. I would actually take I would take him because his ADP is probably pretty low too. Yeah, he. I think he, he's, he's going right around late. Tyler Higby. Oh no way! He's going in the seventh. Last, for like 
803. Oh, that's too high so, for me. Yeah, it's like that's too high. Half a round behind Hunter Henry. Come on, but he's guys. The What's going, going on right Henry. now? He's Louise. Yeah, the, honestly, I'm actually surprised. Like last year, there were a couple like Ertz, Kelsey, Kittle were all around the third round, and then there was just nobody. So like OJ Howard, Evan Ingram, and like the fifth and sixth, <laughs> OJ. and then a little bit bigger. Ver- oh God, poor guy. Can't believe I said that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, so let's jump in. Eleven. Eleven. Dude, we're almost done. That's fantastic. Well, there's actually we quite got, a few guys extra to talk about. Too, I do too. So. I still have something I want to chat about. So my eleven and uh, a lot of people are really hyped about him. His ADP is actually the sixth tight end off the board, which I think is. I think we have the same guy too because I think the same exact thing. It's Gronk. Oh no, it's not. Wow, dude, I've got Gronk at fourteen. Yeah, I'm not. I kind of put him here at 11. Kind I don't of want him on my team. Back. Yeah, I don't want him on my team either because <laughs> the draft price. I mean, he's going above Evan Ingram, Tyler Higby. That's Hunter so Henry. stupid. Guys, he's not going to be the same player. Like in our league, there are we use a fab budget we, with yeah, waiver wires, which is just like every day you pick a play. If you want a waiver player, select them and you put in a bid. Yep. You have the highest bid you win. They, it, it costs $100 to get Gronk. Yep. Someone, spent. Some crazy nut went all in with his whole entire fad budget to get Gronkowski. Now, I'm not going to say that I didn't go in for that, but I didn't use that much. I think yeah, I was I think at I like put 50. $5. You went five bucks. Yeah, yeah no, I went not, like 50. I just don't see it. Just because it's dynasty, I thought it would, it's not, I don't usually use my fab budget that, that much every year. So I didn't mind throwing in about a $50, but 100 bucks for him. And, and again, like the more I kind of look, okay. You still have Chris Godwin down there. You yeah, still have Mike at, Evans at down best, there. He's the third option. It, it, at best, yeah. yeah. I mean, even Kayshawn Vaughn's coming in and saying that they're going to get a lot. He's going to get a lot yeah, of touches he, and receptions. I, I have heard he's just the receiver guy now. Yeah. So I mean, to me, and they still have Cameron Brait. They still have OJ Howard. And what, like, what did a year off do? Like, because I have heard Will he, he has lost healthy? a lot of weight. Yeah, he's always had a health injury. Like, I look back at his 2018 stats. Last time he played. He finished 11th that year, but it was very inconsistent. It yep. just wasn't because in 2017, three years ago, he finished number one. He tied with Travis Kelsey at number one. So it hasn't been that long. And but he only played just, 14 games still. Yeah, I mean, that's only two seasons ago for him, but it's been three years with a year off and a year really bad inconsistent play. The thing with Gronk is... It, it, it does suck, though, because he's only 31, yeah. but he has played 10 years. The thing with him, though, is, you know, in 2017, his targets were were pretty, I mean, over 100 targets, that's great, 69 receptions, but he had the eight touchdowns. I think that's what Gronk usually gets you is he's that red zone kind of guy. Yeah. But, you know, in 2018, he only had three, but he only played 13 games, and he really wasn't himself. No, his, yeah. like He had lingering issues the whole year, even in the games he did play. Yeah, 72 targets for 47 receptions isn't like Gronk. No, it's not. And he usually gets, you know, close to the 1,000-yard mark. I mean, it's not usually, I mean, in 2017, he was over it. But 682 yards is not is not great. And, again, I think it's hard to kind of figure out what kind of Gronk are we going to have this year. Yeah. Yeah, I have I him mean, at 11. I don't think he's going to be terrible, but I just don't see high end. No. And that's why I have him at 11. And the guys after him I have are a lot of young guys, unproven, that have a lot of upside, but well, I've got you some can't guys, just bet on upside. So I've who's got your some, 12? Who's my 12? Wait, did you have Gronk at 11 too? No, I do not. No, Gronk's at 14. So my 11, um, well, just real quick, the reason I have him outside 
outside my top 12 is just because I don't know what Gronk's going to be. Yeah. And he was going to yeah, be someone I, I wanted to talk about later anyway. ADP is in the sixth round. Yeah, that that's is stupid. Insane. That's so stupid. I, w- I will take Gronk at my 15th pick. Oh, hang on. Because, <laughs> like, really, on a week-to-week basis, what do you what what do you think, like, at best? Like, around 10 points a week? I mean... It's Which just is good, again, but because you a have, lot of these other tight ends, like Evan Ingram, he can put up 30-point weeks. Travis right. Kelsey could put up 30-point weeks. The thing with Gronk is he was always on a team where they didn't have a lot of wide receiver help. Yep. They're now on a team where they have a lot of wide receiver help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, although, I mean, down their lineup, they've got talent there. And so I just, anyways, I don't see it happening. And, like, the whole trap of O.J. Howard last year, Bruce Arians just doesn't really use tight ends. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, O.G. Coward came in with, I mean, he was massive hype. Yep. Massive hype. Yeah, I liked him last year, too, but he was just going right next to Ingram, and I liked Ingram more, so I always chose Well, that worked out actually way better for you. Yep. Even uh, only with the eight weeks. So my 11 is Jonu Smith. And did I say it right? I always say it wrong, I feel like. Yeah, it's John. John Smith. I think it's Jonu. He's my 17. It's just, I I know he has the talent. He's a physical freak. He's a monster. It's just 44 targets last year. Is not like, good. And it, last year was pretty much all him. It was. He, Delaney Walker wasn't there. Yeah. So it would just, it was, looking at it, I, I just wanted more. He finished 19th last year. I see the upside with him, but I have him at 17. Yeah, I think for me, uh, I I like, I just like the talent. Yeah. I mean. He's going in the 14th round right now. So I if love I, that. Yeah, if I. I love that. Yeah. I mean, he's someone that I'm targeting. Because he is going to be so late. And I feel like with a quarterback, I mean, they have a beautiful run game with Derrick Henry. We know that. And Ryan Tannehill is not a quarterback that is super flashy all the time, but he is a very good pocket quarterback. He controls the ball. He controls that team. He'll be able to utilize the tight end. I think... They did throw to the tight end a pretty good amount, 25%. Which is great. That's not bad. So I, I do feel like his target share will go up. I feel his least, yards will go up. And, and, at least, and at least on his target, low target percentage, 44. He caught 35 of them for an 80% clip, which Catch. is percentage, which is really That's high. excellent. So he just needs more work. He just need, Yeah. And I think he's going to get it, though. I, I really yeah, do think he's going to get it. Yeah, I hope so. I'm really disappointed that you have him as low as you do. Yeah, it sucks. So like my 12 and... You'll probably you'll probably disagree with me on this one because I have him one spot ahead of who you'll probably think I should have above him. Mm. But my twelve is T.J. Hawkinson. I actually have him as well at twelve. Really? Okay. <laughs> your surprisedness right there on your face was excellent. yeah. Because I mean, last year he started out great. Week yep. one, everyone thought he's like he'll he'll break all the rookie tight end records yep. that Evan Ingram set, but <laughs> yeah, he um, <laughs> didn't happen. No, I he mean, fell on his face pretty hard. He actually did fall on his face pretty hard last year. He did. <laughs> nice, well played. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he ended up only playing twelve games, which is he not finished thirty first. Yeah, I mean, thirty two uh, receptions. But they, I mean, they threw to the tight end twenty one percent of the time, which is it's just about mid pack. But um, yeah, getting on the field more year two, Matthew full uh, healthy, healthy Matthew, Matthew Stafford. Stafford is key. Yeah, and he's got he's got the talent. I, mean, I like him. He's a big dude. He's a big body target. He can run. He, I mean, he's great with routes. And the thing that the thing that's going to be nice is he also can block 
pretty decently. Oh, yeah. That, that, so that's why he went ahead of Fant, who I have at 13, which who I thought you would have above Hawkins. I actually have, I, yeah, because you know I'm a big I, Noah Fant And guy. I like Noah Fant a lot, too, yeah. but I just think the offense and the quarterback is what puts him ahead of Fant I've got for Noah Fant at 16, so okay. I'm not wow. too crazy yeah, yet. See? I'm not too crazy yet. It um, Back to Hawkinson. Yeah. It just... I think Stafford is really going to be... He's going to be key. Yeah, but yeah, the reason Hawkinson went above Fant is because he can do everything. Yeah, and I and I think he the can team notices on the that field. too. And I think that's why his um, uh, snap percentage is going to always be there as long as he's healthy and can play. He, he'll have a high snap percentage. I think two touchdowns is easily going to just yeah. he'll demolish that. Well, I think he did that week one too. I'm so. not even surprised. Um, you know, but again, you know, a healthy Matt uh, Matt Stafford would be would be super helpful. I think his targets could go way up. Don't be surprised, guys, if TJ Hawkinson is a top 10 guy this year. Yeah, he, he, he really could be. But that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of guys, like we'll get to more, like Noah Fant, my 13. He um he also has great upside. I just chose, like I said, Hawkinson above him because of the quarterback situation. Yeah, and where's Hawkinson going? It is ADP currently. Hawkinson is, I don't 13th. 13th round? Yeah, and Noah Fant's going in the 10th. So That's actually a little surprising. Yeah, I like that. So yeah, I mean T.J. Hawkinson, you know, is uh is someone that I'm targeting this year in redraft for sure. But these guys are heavenly. I mean, it is heavy questions, like yeah, because these like these aren't guarantees at all. They're not. But I mean, you just got to go by film. Yeah, just do your do your dil- due diligence, guys. Yeah, well, the talent's definitely there. Like Fant, where do you have Fant again? I have him actually at 16. Wow. So yeah, he. But he's also on the rise, though. He only had he 40 receptions there. last year, but he turned it into over 550 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, he just had some monster plays last year and was able because he was really only seeing like four targets a game, something yeah. like that. Not a lot at all. But the games he hit, you'd have like four receptions for over 100 yards. Like, yeah. So the reason that I'm a huge Noah fan, fan to be honest, is because I've been playing a lot. Clo- of Mad- he, well, he, hold on, dude. I've been playing a lot of Madden. Oh. And I've been playing a lot of face of the franchise. I right. got drafted to Denver and I utilize the tight end like crazy. <laughs> so <laughs> me and him have like this cool connection going on. He doesn't know it, obviously, because oh, he's animated and whatnot. Oh. But no, I, I think Noah Fant has tremendous talent. Um, I think 16 for what I have him is too low, but he's actually someone that I just threw in pretty last minute and I haven't gone through and actually put him in my rankings. That's why he's actually last on my list. So, um, but I do kind of like some of the other guys before him. You know, I've got, you know, like an Austin Hooper is someone that we really want to discuss because, dude, he's top five in the past. Yeah. If I, man, I don't know why they got rid of him. If he would have stayed on Atlanta, he would have been, he would have been top five. I think he would have been my fourth overall. Yeah. Easily. No, yeah, he probably would have been ahead of Andrews for me. Yeah, he was six touchdowns, guys, year, guys. Even in 13 games, six touchdowns, 75 receptions. Again, 13 games and almost 800 yards. Yep, and they didn't target the tight end a lot. It was just all Hooper. He was just a monster. I mean, I remember watching like a 60-yard touchdown from him where he just caught a kind of just this little lob pass from Matt Ryan and just took off. It was and it fantastic. was nice to see last year because he had been hyped up so many years in a row. Just like, this is Austin Hooper's yeah. year. And he was like, he was, <laughs> he was just always a streamable guy, but something clicked last year with him and Matt Ryan. And it was incredible. Well, I mean, even if you look at his 2018 targets or his uh, receptions though, I mean, he only had four more receptions. Yeah. He actually had more targets. Well, that's because he only played 13 games. Yeah. So, well, but that's what I'm saying though. 
He had more targets and more receptions in 13 games than he did the year before. Yeah, he came back. I think he played two games after Austin Hooper came back from injury, and those weren't quite. So I, would, I think you could also knock two games off of that 13. I mean, but, that kind of um, does make sense. Yeah, I mean, his points per game were great. Let me get the, that stat. Yeah, 11 point top, top five in points per game last year. He was a monster. But Cleveland, yeah, they... Barely. I mean, they're one of the lowest 13% of the time they threw the tight end last year. Yeah, I mean, let's be real. I mean, one of one of our favorite tight ends when he was drafted was David Njoku. Yeah. And he's just a nothing, you know, unfortunately. You know, and he had all the talent in the world. And so it is really interesting to me to see that they went out and signed and kind of paid up a little bit to bring oh, Austin yeah, Hooper in. I think Hunter Henry's the highest paid, but I think Austin... Austin Hooper's up there. Yeah, I mean, it was a very a nice lot. contract that Cleveland decided to give him to bring him in, and it's just going to be interesting to see the utilization because you already yeah, have think, so much talent already yeah, there. Like, do you have Austin Hooper ranked? Yeah, he's at my he's at my thirteen. Okay, yeah, he's my fifteenth, and I just I think he's going to be a much better NFL tight end than a fantasy tight end. I think so. I too. think there could be some games where maybe the matchups right. He's on a hot. Well, it's like, Baker. I mean, Baker's yeah. not really utilizing tight ends. You know, and, and I mean, the passing no, game last and I, year was just terrible anyway. Yeah, and I think clearly Odell and Jarvis Landry are going to get way more targets than him. They're going to outpace everyone on that yep. team. And I think Hunt's going to see like probably around 50 targets or yep. something. So, and I mean, and even Nick Chubb's probably going to get maybe 30 or 40. Probably you know, 30. 30, yeah. I mean, so because he'll get a lot of the running work, but he still gets some pass work. Yeah. And there are, and they run a lot. So there's just not as many passes to go around. And Kevin Stefanski's coming in this year, which is a run first uh, quarterback, a run first coach. So they are going to run the ball a little bit more. But I do see Austin Hooper will out snap David oh, Nichoko. Yeah, no, no problem. But I just don't know if he's going to get the work. And that's why he's not in my top 12. Yep. And honestly, he could drop for me. Just because it's Cleveland right now. Yeah, I kind of put Hooper here just out of respect for what he did last year, 15th. But, yep, 100%. I mean, it sucks. I really wish. I don't know why Atlanta got rid of him. Well, I don't know if it's that they got rid of him or they just didn't want to pay him. Well, yeah. Because he was so a free they agent. They got rid of him. I mean, they just didn't resign him. Not really getting rid of him. But I get, I get it. I don't know why they didn't resign him. They still don't have. Who do they have down there now? <laughs> Hayden Hurst. Uh, yep. Which is the next guy I wanted to talk about. Okay. You see that little bridge right there. I have him at 18. Um, I've got him at 15. Um, I think Hayden Hurst... The thing with Hayden Hurst is I think he I'm has... I'm not very excited. I, here's what excites me. What is it's Atlanta really right done, now. done, man? Nothing. Exactly. Because you're playing behind the number three tight end in the league. <laughs> Mark Andrews. But they throw to the tight end 42%. They threw to the ball. He only had 39 targets last year for 30 receptions, 350 yards, and two touchdowns. Yep. He had a good catch percentage, but he finished 34th at tight end last year. I mean, it's. I, mean, I, I think, yeah, I think he's going to be the number one guy in Atlanta. And if he sees the target, Hooper did. But Hooper built that up with Matt Ryan over three he years. Did. And Here, they're here's bringing in Todd Gurley, which the past yeah. couple of years, mm -hmm. they haven't had a receiving threat at running back consistently. Or just a running back good yeah. enough to. Yeah. I mean, here's what's interesting I, yeah, is if he gets the percentage that. that uh, Austin Hooper got. I think he would be fine. Um, I think he has the ability to take it. And ooh, you want to say something real bad yeah, right now? What is ADP is he's ahead of Tyler Higby, Hunter Henry. He's going Where's, in the seventh round. Oh, guys, that's ridiculous. No, he's going to one pick ahead of Tyler Higby. Hey, we're gonna have to lower that. S 
eighth, you, seventh you, or eighth tight end off the board. You know what was really funny when I was looking at him the other day? Is guess how old he is? People forget Wasn't this. Wasn't he a fifth year? Didn't he I go five years he in went, college? I think he went baseball first as well. Yeah, I see his age. 26. Yeah. That's, that's pretty old. And he's he played got two drafted years in the, NFL. the same year that Mark Andrews did. So keep this in mind, guys. Yeah, and ahead of Mark Andrews. And ahead of Mark Andrews. And now he's been traded to Atlanta. So he's not a young guy. I mean, 26 is still young, but he's not like 22. For your second year, that's not, though. Yeah, he's not a young... Well, Like Janu, who I have one spot ahead of him, it's 24, and he's played three years in the NFL. There you go. You see what I'm saying? So it, that is tough, too. I do think that, if again, if he, as long as he gets the target share that Austin Hooper had, I think he'll turn it into some positive games. Oh, yeah, if he gets that target share, he'll be... A, he'll it's be, just, will he get that target share? Yeah, I mean... Or does that target share go to wide receivers or even a Todd Gurley? Yeah, I think Gurley's going to be more of the pest, but I mean, I think at best, maybe he's bottom of the top tens, but that's not really saying much most years. So, out of curiosity, and I'm just throwing this number out of just thin air, to be honest. So, do you think Hayden Hurst over or under getting 70 targets this year? Austin Hooper had 97 it is interesting to think about because that's 97 targets leaving, and I know they're not all going to go to him. Uh, but do you think he can even get 70? And that is a lot. I'd say the under. Take the under? Yeah, there were 13 tight ends that had over 70 targets last year. I'll take the under. Yeah, I mean, we're talking that he would be on same because pace you with... Can't, like, just because he's taking that role, I don't think he's as talented as, as Austin Hooper. In I talent, don't either. You can't. They won't just over-target you because you're on the field and someone else used to do it good. Right. So you're going to do it good. Right. You have to prove that you can handle it. I think it's just interesting that Atlanta shipped off instead of paying Austin Hooper, who was a top tight end, and then you go in and then you trade for Hayden Hurst, who's not exactly made it. You know, he's not exactly you know been productive. Um, I felt like you know Baltimore did overreach for him, especially with his age. Um, well, he had a lot of hype coming out, and I don't think he was seen out of the draft. I mean, they just run the ball so much that they use a lot of two tight end sets and everything, so that's good for them. But, um, but yeah. So, who else you got on your list, man? Uh, one last guy I want to talk about. It's kind of selfishly. It's Blake Jarwin. I'm kind of <laughs> curious where you're at him because he's on my dynasty team. I kind of picked <laughs> oh, him up. I saw it. him. Got it. Jason um, Witten's gone. He hasn't done much because obviously he's been the number two tight end for a while, but they do throw to the tight end a lot, 22%, which isn't bad. So I haven't statted him out yet. To I haven't been 19, one behind Hayden Hurst. But I, like, but I do see upside with Blake Jarwin. So, I mean, the thing is, is, uh, you know, Blake Jarwin could really step into that role. I think what makes me a little nervous is the CD Lamb draft. Yeah, um, I mean they threw the ball. They throw the ball Dak the Prescott most. Prescott had the second most yards last year. Yeah, I think they had the most yards per game, but I think their passing work was just insane. I think they were in the top one or two, if I'm not mistaken, either. Yeah, they were very high. Yeah, they're very high. So I don't expect I think that they to lower maybe th- third in the attempts. So I know. Okay. It's something. It's up. Yeah, there. I know it's it's way up there. So I don't see that dropping anytime soon. But I don't know if I'm. I'm not. You know, it's so, tough. Yeah, I have him at 19. 
So but I do see some upside. With it's them. really funny too because you know we're both big fans of the fantasy footballers, and Mike Wright is just yeah. like way yeah, over the top he, of Blake uh, Jarwin right now. I could, but I mean, it's just really funny. I think he has him actually at like eight in his yep. in his rankings. Which yeah, is he has him at nine. Nine. So yeah. So <laughs> I mean, I do think that's a little ridiculous. Um, but you know, it's it's you know whatever you feel. But I just don't know. I'm not on that train. I I'm think not he on has more train. talent than Hayden Hurst. I'll say that. It's not. I mean, again, talent doesn't always win out. Yeah. Unfortunately, though, I do but agree with both, you. But I mean, like, like Atlanta, they both have. It's just opportunity. Two great receiver. Yeah, I think they'll probably both see around the same target. Blake Jarwin. And see, and I disagree. I don't think Blake Jarwin's going to get. Uh, what was his target share last year? Or what? How many targets did he see last year? Blake Jarwin, forty-one. Forty-one. So two more than Hayden Hurst. I don't see that going up much higher though, because oh, if really? you, no, because think about it, you got, I think he'll be around. You, you still have Amari Cooper. You yeah. still have uh, Michael Gallup. You drafted CD Lamb. You still have Zeke. I feel like all of those guys will get targets before him. Yeah, tell me I, not t- Zeke, not Zeke. I won't give Zeke. But um, so Dak Prescott threw the ball six like five hundred ninety six times last year, four hundred six hundred times. That's mm-hmm. a ton. That is a ton. He could definitely get. 60 targets out of that. I think. I just, I don't know, man. I mean, you know, you you say that Zeke's not going to get, dude, he had 71 targets last year. Zeke? Zeke did. Yeah. And I don't have Amari's or Gallup stuff up right now, but I'm sure Amari Cooper was, you know, he over had 119. 100. Yeah. And then Gallup had 112. There you go, man. So between those two, that's only 200 fit, under 250. That's not even half. Still, I, think I don't know. Do I mean, I'm not saying that there's not a chance. Um, I think Br- Blake Jarwin has the the opportunity, but I mean, you know, you look at Atlanta and Hayden Hurst. I feel like has a ton of opportunity there. Plus, Matt Ryan's supposed to have his bounce back year thing. You know, whatever. So we'll see there. I mean, where would you take Blake Jarwin then? What's, I'm sure he's going very, very, very. He's late. going super late, right? Yeah, he's he's more of a guy like if I miss out on everyone else, like I'll a waiver wire him. pickup. Definitely, like he could definitely be that guy after the draft. No one drafts him. Uh, right now, I don't. Is he going undrafted? Yeah, I don't see him. Okay. I mean, it 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 is interesting. He might be somebody that you put in your watch list for the first few weeks and see what happens. Could be, you know, especially if you get hurt, if someone hurt. Like if you draft an Ingram. Yep. And he gets hurt again, or, you know, even a, a Hunter Henry and he gets hurt, you can have that. And that's the other thing, guys, with tight ends, man. There's always going to be a next guy up. Yeah. There really there really is. So I wouldn't be too worried about it, unless you're in your dynasty league where some of these guys like to have five tight ends, which is stupid. <laughs> you have any other guys? No, I mean, the only other guy that I was going to talk about we kind of did was Noah Fant. And that's okay, just because, yeah, again, I, I'm a huge him. fan. Yeah, I'll I'll just bring up Dallas Goddard real quick. I had mm-hmm. him at 14th. I think last year was his peak we saw while Ertz is there. He finished 10th overall. And he had some good games, but he just I don't think he can sustain it. That was too high. Yeah, I mean 87 targets as the number 2 tight end on the team. They did throw to the tight end the second most percentage of the time, 39%, but well, and keep in mind they I mean, had a lot very of injured and everything yeah, last very injured year. Receivers I think Goddard and Dynasty holds much. Like I think there's still a future, but I think for him to be where where you would like to have him on your team as your starting tight end, though, I think he needs to not be he, on. He'll that definitely team. be a he, streaming guy. Yeah, stream he doesn't worthy, need to be on the Eagles. He'll need to go somewhere else if you're going to start him week to week because he'll never outperform a Zach Ertz. No. 
It's just not going to happen. But he he is someone that is kind of eye catching. He's very good. Um, but again, I they had so much. There was so much hurt on their wide receiver core yeah. last year that you didn't really have much. And it of could happen option. again, but I'm not betting on that. I have him at 14. Yeah. So, I mean, um, I don't have him ranked yet, uh, just because I don't I don't go too crazy with all my stuff. Um, yeah. I should, but there's I don't. some just for like dynasty guys. These are some guys, some names. I I I, I wish I would have done this for more positions just to put these some names out there that these guys need to be on benches in dynasty. Mm-hmm. And probably aren't going to be anything for redraft. Don't worry about them for the draft or anything. But um, some names: Chris Herndon for the Jets. Yep. Irv Smith Jr. Well, hold for, up, Chris Herndon. They came out with the Jets saying that they're going to target the heck out of that guy. Yeah, they said that so last he, year too, and he never yeah, played. He's also on my dynasty. Blake, Griff, uh, Blake Griffin did a pretty good job last year for him. But mm-hmm. um, Irv Smith for the Vikings last year, he was a rookie. Yep. He, I think he has some watch talent. out for him. I think he can take over there. Yeah, Dawson Knox for Buffalo. He actually was someone that I was looking at earlier too. He had a high, uh, he had a high team. Um, yeah, he didn't do too, too bad. Uh, Ian Thomas for the Panthers. Now Greg Olson's and Ian Thomas has performed when he's been when Greg mm-hmm. Olson has been injured. Um, mm-hmm. Will Disley. Yeah, it sucks. Greg Olson came back, but when Will Disley's played, he has been an absolute monster. Yep. Um, OJ Howard, you still got to hold on to him in Dynasty. Always hold on to him. And the last guy I have, Jay Sternberger. For the Packers. Mm. He was a rookie well, last year, too. Didn't do much. Jimmy Graham was there, but I think he has some talent. I think he was like drafted like third round or something last year. Yep. It wasn't too terribly high, but tight ends usually, that's usually where they go. The only other guy that uh, I was going to throw in there was going to be Vance McDonald for Pittsburgh. Okay. Well, they have Eric Ebron now. I oh, that's right. I, I forgot yeah, I I they brought Vance in Eric McDonald Ebron. Off. That never made sense to me. Yep. That still doesn't make sense to me. Okay, well, between the two of them, so Eric Ebron or Vance McDonald, yeah, because yeah, I have Eric Ebron at twenty because Ben Roethlisberger does target the tight end. He can, yeah, he d- he does like to target the. They've tight end. They've just had a big committee for yeah. the past few years, so I'm just not sure which one's going to take over there. But yeah, yeah man, uh, let us know what you guys think. Yeah, Hit let us, us up know. on social media: Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at the TFL Monsters, Patreon, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, the Fantasy Monsters. Let us know. Yeah, man. If you if you guys have questions about how to support the podcast, feel free to reach out to us. We'd love to chat with you about it, what we're trying to do. Um, we always, always appreciate having questions being sent in. So keep sending them in. Um, I know next week uh, we, we've got some questions that we'll toss in there, but the monster questions is going to be a recurrent segment that we're not going to do every week, but we'll do it often. And then... Uh, Next week, we're looking at rookies. Yeah, and I think we're just going to do a rookie mock draft for you yeah, guys. Yeah, I think just we're just going to do the rookie mock talk draft. Talk about as many guys as we can. And back, the, go back and forth, draft who we think is the best. Yeah, so if you guys aren't familiar, uh, we like to utilize the Sleeper app. That is something that we do a lot with. Um, I don't like the rankings, but everything else is amazing. The rankings are a little strange, but as far as doing some mock drafts... It's a great platform. It's a great platform to do it. We actually do our Dynasty League on that yep. platform. We love that platform. Um, so if you're not familiar with it, go download the app. You can also do it on your computer. Great, great, great way to... Uh, not a sponsor. Not a sponsor, but if they wanted to be, that would be excellent. Yeah, be awesome. we, we do love those guys um, and keep up the good work. Um, but next week, so yeah, we're doing rookies and super excited to, to talk rookies because that's one of our favorite things. Um, we actually watch it's the, the draft. It's the hardest thing. It is the hardest thing, but we love watching the draft and kind of... De- Kind of see what rookies are going to be like uh, next few years. Because yeah, it's not all about it. Opportunity 
and where they are drafted is just as important usually as how much how talented they are. Exactly. And there's gonna be a lot of debates yeah, next we'll week. Get for into sure. that. So well thanks again for listening to the Fantasy Monsters with Caleb and James. Again, we appreciate you guys listening and we'll see you next week. Have a go. You can hold me back. Yeah, I'm coming for you. I'm not here on you. No, I'm just telling you the facts. Oh, these chains can keep me down. Yeah. I can be rude, be in the mood, I can be rotten. I can be cool, man, I can fool, but never forgotten. Creeping in the dark.